What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 353 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and on this post-game episode of the Georgia Ball State game, my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, break down what they saw on the field yesterday, some of the intangibles that they saw, or you can't see an intangible, but you know what I mean, some of the intangibles about the Georgia football team this year, and then they touch on a few other highlights from the weekend, uh, specifically Alabama and Texas. Uh, This episode, as all episodes, are brought to you by the Strickland Firm. I want to thank Ryan Strickland, who was a UGA class of 99 and UGA law class of 03, for sponsoring us. And if you ever have been hurt at work or injured in an accident, make sure that you reach out to the Strickland Firm. That's stricklandfirm.com, thestricklandfirm.com, 770-420-9900. I want to thank Ryan, and uh, here's Will to get it all started. Hello and welcome to the Waiting Since Last Saturday post-game podcast after a, I lose track after a while, 45 to 3, 48 to 3, 40 something to 7 or 3, it was 3, uh, win over uh, over Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. no, no, unfortunately, no, it was over Ball State. Um, in, uh, in, in a warmer than I think people were ready for, uh, we keep thinking it's cooled off and then it, uh, hangs in there noon game against ball state. I am here as always with Tony Waller the day after Scott, who knows what he's out doing. I know what his son is doing, doing his son's doing photographic work for my wife, but, uh, Scott's probably lazy and letting his son do all of the work for him. Generally speaking, Mr. Waller. I uh, thought Georgia's offense and Carson Beck looked better this game than they did against Tennessee Martin. Um, I don't know if people noticed that because once again, as you pointed out last week, the first drive wasn't good and that just kind of lodges things in people's minds. Sometimes Uh, I still feel like uh, there's a lot, there's obviously a long way to go, but for crying out loud with all the other chaos going on in the sec and around the country right now, uh, I'm not going to look a couple blowout wins in the eye to to start the season. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Georgia is now the, most dependable thing in college football, at least this week. Um, and we'll certainly get to a couple of the, uh, the, the bigger games that happened yesterday as well. But I, I look, I, I think we, I think you and I both agree that um, Georgia could have played sharper last week, did play sharper this week and still has, uh, so has a ceiling that is, is well out there and can be reached uh, offensively. Defensively, I mean, I, yeah, how do you argue with the first team defense basically only allowing about 160 yards? Um, that's really impressive. And look, everyone's like, well, it's just Ball State. I mean, Ball State's a MAC team, and this is a division. This is a one Division one team, that's an FCS team. Um, that doesn't mean anything in the long range, but in the in the short range, uh, I mean, you can't look at the way Georgia played yesterday. Even if you're like, I mean, are you going to feel better if um, Woodring doesn't miss the the field goal? Uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly things to work on. You don't want to see Carson Beck fumble the football uh, inside the twenty. Um, but if he hangs on to that ball, I don't, I don't know that changes the outcome because he's going to be tackled short anyway. Um, and then I went back to look at the next drive because I remember thinking, okay, Georgia did a couple of interesting things on the first drive. And what are we going to do on the second drive? And we went, we I basically ran the play, the plays we ran 
Tony, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. I'm kind of losing Tony here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start talking. So, cause uh, we seem to have lost Tony or at least he is, uh, we've lost his wireless there. Uh, we may have to start this over cause Tony seems to be, have gone bye-bye. Will, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Uh, yeah, you went away for a that. long time there. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so let, let, let me, let me summarize my uh, very long rant, uh, very shortly. Um, the second drive went basically the same way the first drive did with UT Martin, which was, uh, swing pass to Brock Bowers and then two runs up the middle that went for nothing. Again, if you want to be nervous about some of the offense, to me, it's the interior push. Uh, and that's just that's just where I stand today. Um I I listen to me, you know, you you know my my concerns after the first game is obviously not, oh no, why didn't they beat to UT Martin by 400 as much as it was to me, Beck looked very tentative. Uh, I thought he looked considerably less tentative in this game. There were mistakes, but whatever. Mistakes are going to happen. It's a second start. I'm not so worried about that. What worried me about him was that he didn't look particularly confident. I thought he looked a lot more confident this game. He doesn't have the the, the stats and swagger to his stretch. He probably never will, but uh, that's okay. You don't have to have that. Sometimes the stats and swagger was swagger was a little bit uh, exhausting. If I'm being entirely honest, uh, you, uh, I think what you want from him is you don't need swagger. You just need confidence. I actually thought he had that uh, for for most of the time of this game. Yeah, I think he definitely had a lot more confidence in uh, where his receivers were going in the plays that were called. I mean. You know, his numbers don't look that different than last week's. Um, you know, I think he had a couple more of attempts. I, a couple more, may, no, one less attempt and two more completions, a few less yards and extra TV, a TD. Although he threw ba- easily the best pass of his career to the touchdown to Cash Jones. That was just a dime where only Cash Jones can get it. And considering Cash Jones is 5'10, <laughs> um, that was a, it was a pretty, play um the interception wasn't i mean it wasn't the best decision he could have made uh because he did kind of throw in a cover into coverage there but you want to be able to win 50 50 balls and the ball got bobbled up in the air much in the way the interception uh went straight to Chaz chambliss uh with ball state um so overall i thought carson beck certainly had a better day than he had last week uh as far as sharpness and looking sharpness and frankly i think look Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, we lost you again. Sorry. Um, Darn uh, kids and (laughs) trucked in internet. Um, Why don't we go ahead and say this about the Strickland firm? We appreciate the Strickland firm uh, uh, and and the work they do to help injured in the state of Georgia. Strickland firm, of course, our full season sponsorship. You can find them at thestricklandfirm.com on the Googles, uh, also at 770-420-9900. We appreciate Ryan Strickland. And their support. Uh, so, Will, anything you saw at the ball game yesterday that made you think, "Okay, I can live with that," or "Wow, we got to fix that"? Uh, I like me some. Uh, I like me some muse. I like. I like me a uh, a a guy. I, I, he hits all the buttons for me because uh, he's a walk on. Uh, uh, he is very charismatic. My, my, I, I saw, I don't know if you saw his post game interview, but for a walk on that no one expected anybody of, uh, any, anything of at all. And certainly no one was talking about, uh, as recently as eight days ago, he was extremely comfortable answering questions. I kind of heard him talk. I was like, 
Man, we are going to see this guy some more one way or the other. He is very comfortable uh, his, and and clearly capable of big plays. He's also shorter than me, which I'm always appreciative of in, in, in high-level athletes uh, to remind me of uh, my own uh, physical deficiencies. Uh, and the, the, the uh, listen, uh, how long did we wait for... Uh, for for Georgia to bust out bust out a punt return, he got it. Uh, this is two straight weeks he scored touchdowns. Uh, you know, a large part. And we'll talk about this in the pregame on the when we preview South Carolina. But one of the things that I think even people that are elated about Georgia football sometimes it can feel almost like uh, machine like. We're like, oh, here comes the three five the three rows of five star recruits and four star recruits, and they bring them in, they bring them in, and all and obviously so, some of the whatever one's thoughts on the off field stuff sometimes they can take a little bit of the shine off of certain things. Uh, but we like a good feel good story. And not just a feel-good story, but like, it's not like he was out there by accident. I think that gets lost sometimes that, you know, Kirby Smart and the coaching staff, they recruit like crazy, but they also are able to find guys like Lad McConkey, for example, that uh, that are not these high-level recruits, but they can see something in them that's going to help their football team. Muse was not out there on accident because everyone was hurt. He was out there because uh, they saw in this walk-on something that can help them. And two weeks in, uh, he clearly has. And I, I like that, dude. That You're going to see some kids with his jersey out before sooner rather than later, I think. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up Muse, and I loved his post-game comments. And just as like, yeah, you know, I, he had some options to go to some other FCS schools, uh, and certainly D2 and uh, FBS school. I'm sorry, FCS and FBS schools and D2 schools. But, I mean, he's from Gwinnett County. He's like, hey, it's a perfect opportunity to get preferred walk-on. And he's gone from that to, I mean, I don't know if he started, but he's he's been a, a serious threat on the offensive and special teams. and. You know, that everyone wants to knock on Kirby, which I know is not true, but he's like, well, of course he's going to win. He's got the best recruits, but Dallas are pretty good at identifying under the radar talent and developing it. And that Muse as a freshman is just like example one of that. Um, but I was really, really happy to see that, uh, you know, for all the, the guys that we had returning last year, we this is the first time in four or five years we've had a punt return for a touchdown. So that's pretty impressive. And yeah. he the part, man. He looks the part. Uh, and again, I do think that I think that does get lost. I mean, like you win championships with Lad McConkey and Muse. Like you can have all those stack all those recruits after one or another, but like you the the trick is not just recruiting, but finding talent and finding ways to help your team. Clearly, they've proven an ability to do that in a way that, you know, it's almost as if they've won two national championships in a row. And it's also as if you look at the teams. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's been all this talk. Maybe this is a good shift into like, the game day. I will say the game day vibe definitely had a we weren't expecting a home game in this and we're kind of saving up for South Carolina <laughs> uh, vibe. Uh, and I think I certainly I would say I was at the dog walk. One of the more meager dog walks I think I've seen in the last five years. People are still there. I mean, like the meager dog walk for for Georgia is still huge for most teams in uh, in football. But certainly, uh, the vibe felt very. We all got geared up last week. The place was still full. I don't mean to imply the place was empty or something, but definitely the vibe had it. This is the second of the second and probably the least desirable of four consecutive home games. So I think that may have something to do with that. But uh, uh, I, I still feel like. Um, you know, you win like this. You don't worry too much. Everything's kind of taken care of. And particularly when you look around and see all the chaos happening, Clemson's crumbling. Alabama might be crumbling. Uh, Texas A&M is certainly crumbling. Um, 
you know, we used to spend all this time talking about how one of the reasons that was hard for Georgia to deal with um, all of uh, with their disappointments was everyone else was doing great and it seemed to be happening at Georgia's expense. Uh, that's not happening in the opposite stretch. Georgia is doing incredible. In comparison to Georgia, people seem to be crumpling. I heard, uh, I was listening to um, on my run this morning, Solid Verbal, they were talking about how uh, Ty was saying he thinks I he said, he said it may be too early to say this, but he just put his put his uh his stake in the ground. He thinks the SEC is not getting two teams in the playoff this year based on what we already know what's happened. Would you agree with that? Is it too early to say that? But uh yeah, at the very least, it certainly seems like it's in danger right now. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, it's I think two games is a little early. Um look, Texas runs the table and Alabama you know, starts beating up on people, but it's, it's based on what we saw yesterday and last week. It is hard to see that, right? It's it's pretty much the SEC champion, pretty much SEC champions only hope right now a, a team gets in. Will I'll hold judgment on Georgia as a not winning the SEC championship uh, if they would make it. I mean, it also looks like you're going to have um, potentially an FSU team that runs the table. Uh, a Washington team or USC or both who run the table to the conference championship game, a Texas team that can run the table, a Michigan team and or Ohio state team to run the table. So you just, you end up losing chairs. Uh, you're losing chairs with some music stops. Uh, if, if you're in that situation, it is, uh, it is interesting. A lot of people are ready to throw dirt on the grave SEC. And I get that. Uh, we'll see. Hmm. I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, you know, look, you're when you're forever bell cow uh, looks like they looked against Texas last night and um, what happened with LSU the week before at the same day, Miami basically manhandling a and I mean, it was a little closer than that, but it still wasn't, wasn't a and uh, That's, that's, um, those are, those are three of the four teams that you thought were going to kind of be the stars of your conference. And, uh, yesterday was not uh, yesterday was not a great day for two of those teams, and last week wasn't great for the other one. Yeah, and it does seem too early. The presumption that the presumption that uh, that you know USC is going undefeated and Texas is going undefeated and Florida State's going undefeated strikes me as early uh, for the yes, programs. Agreed, agreed. And I think I I think the the concerns about the SEC and some of the top shelf teams are fair. I think they are fair, but uh, the idea that everyone else is just ready to step up. I just think the first two weeks have had a lot of chaos. Everyone is still in like, you know, Dion goggle mode that like, uh, you know, everyone, everything feels more up in the air. These things do tend to come back down. Uh, Last thing I want to close with, uh, we'll clearly talk about this um, in uh, when we do a preview show. I don't know if you've read the Mel Tucker story. Uh, not great this morning great. uh it is mm-hmm. i have to say you know I, I i'm i'm a professional journalist i've covered sports for a long time um uh you know it's hard it's rare that you have a story where you're like oh my like, that actually makes you like gasp a few times when you're reading it uh if you uh the usa today story about mel tucker is pretty shocking, I have to say. Uh, uh, for even for someone that's pretty jaded about this stuff, obviously a big part of Georgia uh, uh, from the, from the Kirby Tree. Uh, I cannot imagine Mel Tucker uh, is coaching a football game again for Michigan State, and maybe again for anyone uh, for a long time. Uh, and even if, as some have pointed out, 
even if you actually buy, uh, believe everything, he's uh, his side of everything in the story, which I think is um, g- certainly giving him a pretty wide benefit of the doubt. Uh, even if you believe everything, it's still like the lack of judgment is so shocking that I don't know how in the world you could ever let a guy run a program like that. Uh, I, I was I was really pretty for a guy that I have to tell you we've all had nothing but good thoughts about and have been cheering for. It's it was pretty disturbing. Yeah, I, I would encourage anyone that has not read that to go and look at the story because it is it is something, man. It yeah. is something. And I agree with you. Even if you were to look at this very very much in the very best light for for Mel Tucker. It is, um, it is at best an incredible last lapse of judgment, not only in his behavior but in um, the the parties involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't I don't say that lightly at all. I mean, you know, it, it, in having said that, you also give in and and it, I, I don't mean to downplay this or purely put it in tra- in transactional terms, but. You have given Michigan State a perfect out for a contract that they were start probably starting to think, ooh, we might have got in over our heads here. And on top of that, you're a Michigan State, bro. You're a Michigan yeah. State. You're a Michigan State. My God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was the I mean, despite all the things, uh, when you when you can take above the when you can take above the masthead after a day of college football yesterday, that's something. So yeah, I mean, it was it's a true jaw dropper of a story. <laughs> like it's it's really hard to find those uh, anymore. And it was it makes uh it was it was pretty wild stuff. So uh, if you guys with that, but we'll have more to talk. We'll be previewing an actual SEC game on Tuesday, Tony. An actual SEC game, South Carolina, which uh, uh, did win, and North Carolina did win. By the way, I was that that loss was starting to look even worse. But they did hang on. Uh, any final things? Uh, you want to talk briefly about Texas Alabama? Do you have any thoughts about Alabama? Uh, we talked about SEC, but in general, seeing Alabama, I think it was what, like fifty-two and fifty-four now, home <laughs> non-conference games. What any uh, at least non-conference for now uh, games? Uh, any? Do you have a, a above the headline thought? about Alabama uh, before we take off. Yeah, it's stunning to me that um, Texas pushed Alabama around on the offensive line, defensive line, and that was really hard for me to see. Uh, I think it really highlights the the value that Bryce Young had to that team last year. Uh, and it is um, – I am not among those ready to throw all the dirt on the top of the Nick Saban dynasty – but if you want to, I don't think you're going to get a lot of arguments from people this morning. It may be even Nick Saban. So, um, weird, yeah, world. weird world, weird world. Weird yep. World. And Illinois did not play football this weekend. No, so. it's a shame. I meant to watch it. I did not play Saturday at all. Did not play Saturday at all. Nope, nope, no, no. And it is funny to watch the because uh, uh, you know, of course uh, uh, the the theory if you know Colorado would have lost. Because uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but like I don't know if they've announced game day yet. But it looks like the the uh, Fox show is going to be in in Boulder, and I think the game I, day show maybe in Boulder. I think both are. I think both are. Yeah. Oh my God. Like are. they're playing Colorado State, by the way. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not playing yeah. USC. So uh, I there's a little. I, I actually like. I am still positive on the prime thing. I am happy for him. Someone pointed out that I believe today is the thirty. Fourth anniversary of his first touchdown in the NFL, his punt return against the Falcons, one that he, before the Falcons that he dropped and then ran all around, and scored for a touchdown. One of the most incredible plays I've ever seen was his first touchdown. I'm always going to love Prime. I'm a child of the '90s for crying out loud. I'm always going to love Prime. 
there's a little part of it would like to see them maybe lose a game so we can maybe talk about something else in college football. Maybe we won't, but uh, certainly the idea that we live in a world where everyone is traveling, everyone in the world, uh, every, all the cultural world is traveling to watch Colorado state play at Colorado is a weird place to be in a weird and kind of confusing place. Last thing, if you get a chance uh, back, back to our tradition, we now uh, will find out Monday um, what time the Georgia UAB game is? Tony, do you have a prediction for us? I, 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 I I'm going to work on the assumption that we're going to be um, for for your kind of UAB game, probably probably a four thirty uh, SEC network game, um, which I'm fine with. I'm down with that. All right, let's see. So one game I'm going to miss this year. So noon is fine for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, one one other thing. Hey. Congrats to JT Daniel getting his first win. Yeah, a nice little upset. Nice little upset for them. Yeah. yeah. So I just I wanted to make sure I threw that out there. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. Like uh, maybe maybe he's got one more year left in him. You know, we come back and have another quarterback controversy here. It'll be fun. Um, all right. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday night to preview. I'm sorry about some of the tech stuff at the beginning. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday night to preview an SEC game uh, for Georgia, who is 2-0 and the steadiest thing happening in college football right now. Uh, Tony, have a good one. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Like Will and Tony said, we will be back recording our preview show for the South Carolina-Georgia game. Oh, I'm sorry, the Georgia-South Carolina game on Tuesday evening. Probably pushing publish sometime Wednesday morning. So uh, until then, I uh, hope you enjoy your early part of the week. Make sure to get your picks in for the Pick'em Contest. And uh, we'll see you on campus once again this coming Saturday for a 3.30 CBS kickoff for the Dogs versus the Cox. <laughs> We'll see ya. Yeah, I already said that. Go dogs.